Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for another day to minister your word. I ask that you open the understanding of the hearers. Give your word to fall on receptive ground in the name of Jesus, to where is it bring forth fruit and healing, healing of the soul in regard to forgiveness. I ask you, Holy Ghost, to give me the grace to decrease as you increase. All this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen. Praise God. Well, here we are again. I took a little sabbatical last week, as you probably noticed from the replay on forgiveness part two. We're going to stay in that spiritual vein today because remember that God doesn't want us to be imprisoned by our pain like the unforgiving servant that we were talking about over the past couple of weeks. He doesn't want us to be imprisoned by our pain nor people because of unforgiveness or not releasing people. He also wants to heal us of the wounds to our soul and spirit that have been at the hands of other people. And equally important, we're going to find out in this passage we're going to read in Mark today, is that everything that God says, I and you, you, us, as his people, are to have and experience in the blessings as his child, I want them. I want us as a people, to not be hindered in our walk with the Lord. Praise God. So that said, we're going to start in Mark 11 today, um, starting at verse 12. And it talks about the withered fig tree. This is where Jesus just finished his triumphant entry. And the, the story picks up on the next day. Now, verse 12 reads, Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Let's go to verse 20. And this is the lesson of the withered fig tree. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look! The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now the mountain represents problems situations and circumstances that are so big and seem to be beyond anything that we can do about it. We feel powerless. Yet, this is what Jesus is saying. 
to have faith in God. And when we say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and don't doubt in our heart, if we believe these things that we say, it'll be done. And we will have whatsoever he says, what we say. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you received them and you will have them. Verse 25, praise God. And whenever you stand praying, oh God, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. Oh God. Now, Jesus, <laughs> we were rolling along in prayer, believing we could speak to the mountain and whatever the problem or situation is, it will be removed. You were straightened out because we have faith in God. So, Jesus, why would you go and say something like this, that we have to forgive as we stand praying if we have anything against anyone? And he goes on to say, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Oh, my God. And you added that to it to Jesus. We were doing good, calling those things that be not as though they were and praying heaven down. And here we are. We hit a spiritual rut in the road in regard to forgiveness. In the last broadcast, I gave some examples in the word of God that we can do to help us in the process of forgiving. And, you know, I know how challenging it can be to forgive. I've been there myself. <laughs> you know, um, just not too long ago, I think it was a couple days ago. No, it's actually, it was uh, last night that the Lord brought something to my attention that I thought I had forgiven. I thought I forgave this person, and I really didn't. So this is talking to me today, too. Praise God. Anyway, I gave some examples in the Word of God to help us in the process of forgiving some practical application that we could do. And there's some indicators that point out whether or not we have really forgiven from the heart. And that's what I want to deal with today and what we can do about it if we have not yet forgiven. And one of the ways we know that we're not extending forgiveness is if we want to treat the person that's hurting or mistreating us as hard as they've been treating us. Let's go to Romans 12 starting at verse 17. And while we're going there, I had a situation like that just yesterday, talking to a lady on the phone. I don't even know, didn't even know this lady, but we needed to talk. And she was rude and harsh and sounded angry. And my first knee-jerk <laughs> reaction or thought came to my mind, whoa! <laughs> and I wanted to react. I'm just being honest. But... The Holy Ghost helped me to keep my voice level and not go hard at her or be harsh toward her in the same manner that she was being towards me. And believe it or not, the fruit of the Spirit kicked in since I decided not to revert to what I thought about doing. Uh, fruit of the Spirit, to be exact, um, gentleness and meekness. Meekness, which is strength or power under control, under restraint, not doing or saying what we could say, but restraining ourselves. Before we read Romans 12, the Lord brought to my attention this morning that only by pride cometh contention. And that's in, I believe, Proverbs 13.10. And in Proverbs 15.1, it reads, 
A soft answer turneth away wrath, but angry words stir up strife, something to that effect, or make the matters worse. I'm not reading it, I'm just paraphrasing it. So anyway, that's something to think about. And so I'm glad that the Holy Ghost helped me to do things His way, praise God. Anyway, Romans 12, starting at verse 17, in, in regard to not being hard or harsh toward people the way they are towards us. It says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Verse 21 reads, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In other words, don't let evil overtake you. Don't let evil defeat you or master you. But you overcome evil by doing good. I also mention Matthew 5, 44, where Jesus is saying, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, another indicator that we may be struggling to forgive is if we have a hard time with praying for those who have hurt us or can't pray and mean it from the heart. That's an indication that it's possible we have not forgiven this person from the heart. We're struggling with it. And it's hard to do something good or be a blessing toward them that have committed offenses and sins against us when it's hard to bless those and pray for those and do good toward those who have hurt us. That's an indication that it's hard for us to extend forgiveness towards that person or people. And as I said, when we got to verse 25 in Mark 11, <laughs> and we wonder why did Jesus, well, I wonder why Jesus, I was doing good, and you had to come and bring that up, that I had to forgive before I can receive what, I, what I'm asking for. And this is big. This is big. And especially in the area of healing, there is a lot of physical and spiritual healing that needs to take place in the body of Christ. And a lot of it is because some of us, some of God's people, us, his people, are having a hard time with forgiving and loving. That's another subject we were talking about a few weeks back. Loving out of the love of God and forgiving. And the Lord wants, to, wants us to work on this. He wants to heal us, praise God. You know, in Hebrew, the, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 16, it says that we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Jesus, our high priest, he understands the weakness of our flesh when we're having a hard time forgiving. He understands that even though he forgave because he was at all points tempted or tested like as we are, yet he was without sin and he was able to do whatever he needed to do. And he too can give us the power to do the same as well. And it's been times, oh my God, a many a day where I'm like, oh, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. Oh, help me, Lord. Help me here. Help me, Lord. Help me. I need your help here, Lord. I'm stuck and I don't have the power to forgive or I don't have the power to do what it says in your word. Praise God. Thank you. But when I bring that to him, when I confess that he's right there and he makes his power available to me, he gives me the grace, the ability 
to forgive or do whatever it is that I need to do whatever God is asking of me or requiring of me, us, to do in his word. Jesus is right there to make it happen in us and for us. Praise God. Well, it looks like that's all we have time for. There's more to this, but this is, this is all for today. I do thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation 22:17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let those that hear say, come. And let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.